This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Who's next? Yeah, who's next? Welcome to The Climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. If you've been paying attention, C-L-I-M-B is an acronym that stands for creating leverage in the music business. See what we did there? See what we did? And saw it. <laughs> you saw it. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And listen, he's like Santa Claus. He helps songwriters like you turn pro by teaching the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting. And you can find him at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. It's an innovative artist development company. They help you find your sound, and they help you find your audience. Not only do they develop and improve your artistry, they also grow and monetize your fan base, creating <sighs> cash flow. I'm just going to so sit on that for a second. Just ponder it. Cash flow. Yes. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andrew Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S. Hey, Johnny, how's it going? Good, brother. Hey, man, Merry Christmas coming up to you. We're getting close. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. I have a Christmas wish for you. I have a Christmas wish that your boys come back from China to be with your wonderful family sooner than later. I don't want this to go on anymore. That's my Christmas wish for you. I can get behind that like 10,000% because we are ready to bring those boys home. So You couldn't find a finer family. You've been fighting so hard for so long for these two boys. And uh, someday they're going to they're gonna understand what that means. And, and uh, dude, I mean, that is... That is huge, you know. That don't, is that is huge. Don't get me all misty. <laughs> well, there's no crying in podcast. <laughs> no crying in podcast. Come on. Well, hey, we got some uh, some 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 new stuff that we're going to talk about here with Brent. Is uh, going to take the helm and and drive us through some new songwriting knowledge. That's right. That's right. This is going to be. Uh, Digging into some lyrics, some craft stuff. We're at the at the intersection of art and commerce is where we're going to hang out today, right? Ooh, that's a touchy. Art, that's a touchy craft. intersection. It's it wrecks happen, but uh, beautiful <laughs> things happen there too, right? That's right so, that's what I want to talk about today is five ways that songwriters make their lyrics too old. Too oh, old. All right. So. Interesting. And what this is, is, you know, sometimes songwriters needlessly limit the pitchability of a song by making the song too old for most singers. Most artists sing young, meaning their songs are from a young point of view, no matter how how old the singer really is. Right. I mean, there are songs like, you know, I remember, you know, some Brooks and Dunn songs that, you know, those guys are like, what, in their 50s or something and singing like they're you know in their 
just out of high school. Like they got right. nothing to do on the weekend. Right? right. And a lot of artists are that way. They sing young, no matter kind of how old they really are. So there are some ways that songwriters kind of age their lyrics. And so keep in mind that none of these things are bad in and of themselves. Okay. But they may limit who will sing your song, you know, commercially. Right. So this isn't about good songs. Don't do this. And good songs only do that. It's not about that. There's, there's a, there are good songs and there are commercial, commercially viable songs. Sometimes they're the same thing and sometimes they're different. Okay. So that, that is where I want to hang out. That's what I was talking about at the corner of art and commerce. So this is making your art where it's going to enter, has a better chance of getting recorded and finding an artist that will, that will say these things. Cause basically it's part of, it's like a numbers game, right? There are more artists that will sing younger lyrics than there are artists that will sing older lyrics. Right. So I want you to, I, I talk about a lot as a bullseye, you know, how big is, how big is a bullseye? It, you know, some songs have a very small bullseye you're trying to hit others, a very big bullseye. It's easier to hit a big bullseye, right? Mm -hmm. So the choices we make in our song can make the bullseye bigger or smaller. And when you, the more you kind of age your song up, it's making that bullseye smaller. Not that you can't hit the bullseye. There's less chance of it. So I'm trying to get you to get your songs in the best position to get cut. So, so these are like, these are like a a set of tools to put mm -hmm. in your toolbox that right. may or may not be appropriate for a certain song. Like a set of tools might not be appropriate for a certain engine. What this tool may be, this tool might not be. But a set of good tools that you can use to try to make yourself the most commercially viable killer song that you can make. Right? Exactly. And I want you to, you know, kind of hang a lantern on these. So if you run into this in some of your own songs, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do I want to do this? Make sure I'm putting this in here on purpose. And then I'm prepared to deal with whatever the consequences might be. Yeah. So you make choices. And I, I want to draw your attention to some of these things. A lot of writers do it, and they don't realize. They don't think about the consequences of it. But I tell you, in the writers' rooms that I'm in, we think about this stuff. These little things that you know might fly by you might not think about. We're thinking about every word and what it does. You know, they have weight. How does this, they have weight. They have weight. Every yeah. word's in there for a reason. And there are a lot of words that you won't hear in my songs for reason. Yeah, for the you know, reason. stuff that doesn't make it on the page doesn't make it on the page for the same <laughs> for a reason. So, um, and so, I'm not telling you never to put these certain things in your songs. They may be a vital part of a great song. I just want to make sure that if you include these points in your songs, that they're there on purpose and with good reason. Right. All right. So I'm not telling you don't ever do this. And I'm not telling you to always do this. I just want to draw your attention so you can make an informed decision. You can make a professional level decision with it. All right. Love it. Yep. All right. So we got five things there. Five ways songwriters make their lyrics too old. Number one is shacking up. All right. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. And so it's things like that's going to make about, the blur real. Friend <laughs> Johnny, talk about shacking about up on today's podcast. Shacking up. Mm hmm. So. All right. So saying things like, you know, baby, you came home or you're moving out, that kind of stuff. Or I came home to you. You came home to me. You're you know, you're cleaning out the, our closet kind of stuff. Right. All that stuff means a singer and their lover or ex lover. were living together or are living together. OK, that's an adult situation is you're probably not talking about your roommate at boarding school. Right. <laughs> you know, you're you know, you're talking about, you know, you're. It assumes a certain level of age, 
Yeah. Right. You're at least out of high school. You're on your own, old enough to be shacking up with some chick. Right. Right. So, like I said, this isn't something that makes you a grandparent. It's just something that is an adult situation, but it's so easy. It's one of those things in songs that you will put in a song so easily without even thinking about it. I know that's it's so easy to, you know, it's, it's a way of telling the story of a she left me story or a breakup thing. Mm-hmm. Well, she left me. She got her stuff and she moved out, whatever. Well, do I really need to make it where she moved out? Is that integral to our story? Or is it just the fact that she broke my heart mm-hmm. and maybe I can leave it open? And, you know, most artists will sing it being of an age that, you know, maybe living with somebody. But maybe some artists won't. It may not even be an age thing. It may just be a thing like, well, I don't want to talk about shacking up with somebody, you know, because I'm married or I'm not married or whatever. I certain artists are going to have a moral thing with that. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, how about this? Can I add something real quick? What about mm-hmm. what about the listener? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the listener is totally old enough to shack up with somebody, but they would never they would they never just, do that. But they've had their heart broken, so you don't want to take them right. out of the story just because they could relate to to the experience that you had that really was really living with that person. If this is a real, even if this is a real situation, right? Like a real. Right. Uh, what what am I trying to say? Like a, it, it was a real description of what happened right um that's that's probably not mission critical of the story right that's the thing you you want to determine what's essential to to my story and to the emotion to the takeaway for the listener and then okay do i include the shacking up or is it just important that she's gone that i miss her that you know i see her around town blah 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 you know because maybe an artist a younger artist like a you know like scotty mercury you know, a couple of years ago, you know, a young guy came out or, or Hunter Hayes or some of these artists that are younger. Well, they're not going to sing about shacking up. Yeah. Well, and if it's not important to your song, you know, you could maybe take it out or, or female artist. You're, are, I would assume maybe less likely to sing about, you know, living with somebody. I haven't done the math on that, but you know, it's a thought. But if, if it's not mission critical, like you said, for the song, well, maybe I just put some other line or idea in there. And that way, younger people, because, hey, man, heartbreak doesn't, doesn't have an age on it, right? That's right. So that's just one thing to think about. Okay, so shacking up. Uh, number two is working. Okay, have you noticed how, like, almost nobody in country music these days has a job? <laughs> I thought you were going to say that, dude. No, they all just seem to hang out at bonfires in the back of... Uh tailgates with and the girls don't have any shoes they just put their pretty little yeah toes no, no wonder that no wonder the poor girl didn't have any clothes on she didn't have a job she couldn't afford it <laughs> that's so true <laughs> <laughs> nobody's got a job in, in country music world in country music exactly. land <laughs> but you know i mean and there used to be like in say 90s country like what i was you know what really, when I really started writing, you know, songs and what kind of put its a, a stamp on my writing, or at least, you know, my formative years as a writer, there'd be a lot more about, you know, my boss was a jerk and got off of work and, you know, my boss wants to put in overtime and I'm not because I'm coming home to you. There's a lot more of that. These days, ain't nobody got a job. I'm picking up my baby, but where am I coming from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm know. From one river to pick her up and then go to the lake or something. They just don't talk about it. And like I said, not that you can't ever do it or whatever, but you just be aware. It's like, oh, well, you know, statements like my boss is a jerk or I worked all week. 
it makes a stinger, at least out of high school or college kind of thing. And puts you it know? in, re- you know, one of my favorite, like, oh man, I mean, there's a bunch, but one of my favorite country music songs is Gary Allen's Right Where I Need to Be. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a plane. There's a plane. Yeah, right, yeah, leaving out, and he's talking about his job and like and like in juxtaposing his attention to his girl and how much he's losing that because he's got this this demanding job and mm-hmm. he's climbing the ladder and the boss says he's right where he needs to be and then but he's he knows with her and and that's where he needs to be and that is, right. that's a real work because guess what everybody really has a job. So <laughs> right. you can't find a better way to connect with people than to talk about that to a degree. I mean, like, stop. Right. I mean, that. that's, you know, and it talks about, you know, who, but it matters who is the artist audience, you know, is that mm-hmm. who, because that hadn't been who like Taylor Swift has been talking to, that's you right. know, like especially early records and stuff and other artists, you know, most artists in country right now, it seems like they're, they're aiming younger. Um, but yeah, that song was a while back. And like I said, and that song was a hit, so I'm not saying you can't ever do that, but realize that certain artists just aren't going to go there. When was the last time Florida Georgia Line talked about couldn't wait till I got off work? That's a good point. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of it. It's yeah. all kind of all the weekend stuff. Maybe yeah. you got a job, maybe you don't. I ain't talking about it. It's not relevant to what kind of what they're well, doing. There's, there's, a, there's a huge market in the party part of it, right? Isn't, isn't that what happened in the 80s with my stuff, with the 80s hair bands? I mean, it was all, yeah. like, we, I don't think we ever talked about a job. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure we damn never did that. Like, we sold the, <laughs> right, we sold the you know, <laughs> Hey, I just got off work. I don't want to think about it yep. anymore. That's what you're escape. Not there you go. Work. I mean, it's escape, right? right? And, and so, just be aware that if you're talking about, especially first person songs, like I worked all week, my boss is a jerk, you know, then just realize that some artists aren't going to do that. It may be worth it to do that and put that in your song. It may be an integral part of your idea, but it may not be. And it may just be one little line in there that's not important. Maybe you just go from, I got off work and I'm coming to picking you up to basically just, you know, I put the rag top down and I'm coming to pick you up. Yeah, right. Oh, it just, it makes the bullseye a little bit bigger. And it's not changing the meaning of the song. Or, you know, I've changed some stuff in songs from worked all week to just like, you know, had had a bad week. You know, or something like that, or some other way of putting it. Mm-hmm. You know, this week's been the windshield, not been the bug. Mm-hmm. That that could be school, that could be work, it could be whatever. You just I had a bad week. I'm ready for the weekend. Yeah, great. Grows a bullseye a little bit. Not I had a bad week. You know, because my boss. So that's so number one. Shacking up is an adult kind of situation. Working is more of an adult, you know, situation. So you ready for number three? Yes, sir. Drinking. 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 All right. So if you're drinking, that's allegedly. That's allegedly. Allegedly. You can't prove anything here tonight. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Not crying. But, you know, if you're drinking on the riverside, you you might just be like 17 or 18 or whatever. You know, if you're drinking at the bar, most likely you're 21, unless you use like a fake ID Mm -hmm. kind of thing. You know, so that puts somewhat of an age on it, Um, especially depending on the situation where you're where you're drinking, if you're at the bar, if you're at a restaurant having a glass of wine. And I said, that's still young. It's only like 21. Mm-hmm. But some, at least, think about it. There have been songs that I've written with guys that felt like a young, you know, we were thinking, like, okay, this could be a Scotty McQuarrie thing, or this could be, you know, a younger male artist. And 
or or young feet you know i've written songs that could have been young female artists and so the fact the young male artists will i've done one where we did a version with and without the alcohol in it mm-hmm. because the alcohol wasn't the more of the song right you know, so you have one little line about you know she's she's a whiskey in my coke or whatever to just you know you change it to something else you know she's a spring in my step kind of thing and then all of a sudden you go okay good now we can have you know we can pitch it to the more drinkier guy or we can pitch it to the younger guy that doesn't talk about it or just the guy that just doesn't sing about drinking same thing with the female artist well we could talk about it's a you know it's a uh red wine you know on the town with my girls too it's just a night on the town with my girls or it's going uptown with my girls right that way you know that could be the young girls you know all grabbing an uber and going down after you know going out after prom or whatever or it could be someone older going to the clubs getting cocktails or whatever mm-hmm. and so we're just making those decisions on purpose just be aware because maybe as artists trend younger that will be more of a thing it's probably more so in like country or whatever but again it's just about making sure that you do this on purpose yeah if it's in there, it's on purpose because many of these things may just be one line in a song. Sure. But that will be a trigger that will go, hmm, that's a little old for me. Yeah. OK, so I'm not telling you never to put drinking in your song, but that's between you and your bartender. <laughs> you do it on purpose. All right. Love it. All right. All right. Number four is kids cheering. Cheering. Chilling, uh, chilling, the chilling. Right, exactly. All right. So, you know, I've done, I have done a, a lot of mentoring sessions, a lot of coaching sessions. I had a lot of songs come across, you know, my desk, and and there'd be some that, you know, somebody's playing me a song. It's just, it's a nice love song. You know, I love you. You're the sunshine on my pillow in the morning. Whatever, all this stuff. You know, it's nice. And then they get to the bridge or something. They're like, you know, and as I watch our kids grow up and move out, I just, you know, blah blah blah. Whoa, move out. Yeah, it's just one side. Now we're retired. Your has to be quite a bit older than most of them sing as, right? Right. Older than most of their brand is. But the point of the song wasn't our kids, you know, growing up and moving out or whatever. It was the point is, I love you. And I've told her, it's like, can you just put something else in there? Because if you want to get somebody else to record this, most of them aren't singing from a first-person point of view about having kids that are. You're not gonna hear Miranda Lambert cut that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they don't they want to sound are. older. By the way, I mean, okay, let's let's look yeah, at this on exactly. a couple different levels. Like, like, look at how much entertainers try to keep themselves young. Right? They go through mm-hmm. surgeries. I mean, good God. I mean, there's a couple old school country artists that. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. We're not going to mention any names, but clearly no. they did it too much surgery. It would not be a stretch <laughs> to imagine who they are. That's exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm saying, like, they. <laughs> why do they want to keep themselves younger? Because they're trying to keep relevant to a younger audience. And, and having them sing a lyric that makes them sound the opposite of that, like we're retired. Like, you may have that sentiment, but that's not what they're selling. And so exactly. you've, you've got to... It doesn't matter if they really are old enough to have kids that are out of the house. Yeah. What's their brand? What are they selling? If it doesn't fit the brand, it's got to go. And can I, can I, can I, can I want to bring up something else right here. Just an interesting statistic. But I think by the age of 31, most consumers have chosen their music. There's very <laughs> little new music like, like it does it happen? Yes. Like Adele's done this. Okay. There's some artists that have done this, but there's very little new debut artists, very little new music. And this is for the indie artists out there, right? That that are that are listening to what Brent has to say to to improve their own writing and stuff. Maybe it's not a professional thing, but th- there are very little new music out there uh, th- that you learn after the age of 31. Like you have your jams by the time you're 31. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the sonic fabric of your childhood and your life and typically i i would guess that and this is a guess but that that would coincide pretty closely with the average age that people have kids that Mm -hmm. get into regular jobs that get into regular work and all of a sudden they're not out you know in college Mm -hmm. they're out of college they're 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 not single anymore so all of a sudden Mm -hmm. the music and everything like that takes a back seat to i've got a family i'm working on this relationship i'm gonna i'm listening to freaking barney yeah okay (laughs) and that happens too (laughs) that's that's what i'm listening to like the the wiggles hot potato hot potato yeah i'm listening to that stuff all right and those freaking so, Teletubbies scare the crap out of me like clowns, by the way. I hate those and, things. And listen, my, my wife stays home with the kids. So, I mean, when I'm, I'm driving to work or whatever, yeah, I, I get to listen to what I want to listen My poor wife, you know. She just wants to have a conversation no, with her somebody. Playlist has, her play, somebody switched her playlist. Because, <laughs> I mean, it, it's been a lot of Barney, a lot of that, you know, a lot of Matt Klein's funny kid songs, which right. is good because they're really good. But, you know, or... It, she's moved over a lot more, and for other reasons too. But like to like Christian music, because yeah. that's something that's safe for the whole family. There you go. You know, but it's you know, yeah, it's not what you're listening to before. And, and so it changes, right? So, so th- my point is like this is this is a real 
honest to God statistic in the industry, why do you think that entertainers want to look so young? Because they want to reach the younger audience that are younger than They're 31. Why do, why, why do the lyrics skew that way? Everything that Brent's telling you right now is about the, the biggest possible... If you're trying to win over an audience of people who are retired and empty nest syndrome, you're not going to find them. Like, it's, it's so... Mm-hmm difficult to do that because they're not looking for new music man they got their they got everything that they want and they're just not in that lifestyle that introduces them to new music so understand that that's the dynamic in the marketplace is is yeah. that a generalization absolutely but this is what he's saying okay so yeah exactly and it's yeah artists just aren't aren't selling that as much and things may change that's why you have to keep up with what's going on but for the most part you know especially uh, you you <sighs> Yeah, be careful about the kids in the songs because all of a sudden these young bucks that don't want to sing about having kids or whatever just aren't going to sing about it. Like Luke Bryan, you know, how how much has he talked about having kids in the house, right? Yeah, I mean, they, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think on his first album, he like one song, "The Car in Front of Me," had some like like a wife and kids. Right. Other than that, he just didn't talk about it. He's married, right? Now here's I mean, here's he's, an interesting. That's an interesting story about. because he, not only is he married, but he also didn't he take on his his sister's kids because like, yeah, I mean so so his family is very very public, like in, yeah. in, in the news and in, in the press, and I mean he's a real that 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 dude's. You know, even love him or hate him, I mean, he's got a good heart, and he's been through some crazy mm-hmm. stuff, man. Like, yes, yeah, more than anybody should ever have to go through. God bless him, and and uh, so it's very clear that he has kids, and then he's got right. a family, and he's very happy and all that. But does he sing about it? No, no. it's just not his brand. Yeah. So, you know, we're just trying to get you to think about these things, and you know, you might have a song like, you know, what this is about having kids and watching them grow up well you know what okay here's here's a little extra value bomb for you if you want to do that make it third person yeah where the singer is not the one having the kids that are growing up and moving out genius the singer is telling you about somebody the good stuff kenny the good stuff kenny chesney yeah live like you're dying tim mcgraw is not the guy having cancer scare in his early 40s tim mcgraw is telling you about the guy having a cancer scare in his early 40s the guy who went skydiving it's a little twist that's so good that's so genius a little bit (laughs) and you you know craig wiseman and tim nichols wrote live like you were dying and they knew that we can't have the singer be the guy that has cancer and all this stuff because it's going to confuse the fans like when did tim mcgraw get cancer i never even heard about that betty you know it's so Tim's in that song just enough. He's the guy getting the the great advice and the wisdom from this guy that had this story. And so we're we're in for the story. He's just telling us the story. Yeah. And so most of it's like quoting the guy, but Tim's not that guy. So if you want to have some of the stuff in there, sometimes you may want to make a third person. That there there are other ways around it to still serve up some of the stuff we want to talk about in a way that's more commercially marketable yeah okay. that, that that's from the perspective of the guy who's going to be selling it which is your artist that you want to cut the song exactly like oh this is a story that will relate to my fans how can i best serve up this story that i can serve it up and not confuse them or because right. my fans got kids my fans I, got kids my fans got life it's great life lessons great life story this is so relevant but how you know who's going to be the one sharing this information genius love it so all right all right, so number five. You ready for number five? Take a I'm ready for number so five. All right. <laughs> All right. Number five 
is old love. Okay, so talking about how you've been together all these years. Maybe true for the songwriter and his wife. Maybe true for the artist and his wife or the artist and her husband or whatever. But it might not make sense for the 20-year-old singer who's trying to sell tickets to 18-year-old girls all these years. Just little things like – that could be just like one line in a song that makes it go, hmm, all of a sudden this is older than I want to sing. You know? And if the point of the song isn't all these years – You've just suddenly aged it up, maybe unnecessarily, and you may have hurt your chances to get it cut. But I'll tell you a, a story about this. Get around, children. Let, let Uncle Bert tell you a story. I just tell call myself Uncle. I'm older. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. I was writing with Ruthie Collins, artist on Curb Records, and uh, I had this title that I brought in that I thought she would love, a title called Vintage. Because if you follow Ruthie on Instagram, any of that stuff, she is all about hashtag vintage. She yep. loves vintage, the clothing, farmhouse stuff, all that. So I'm like, here you go. Here's a song title that's on winning. brand, hashtag right? Winning, yeah. <laughs> Still on brand. It's perfect for. It. But we're trying to figure out how to write this thing, right? So we like, okay, well, we want it to be a love song. I don't want to, you know, write a song about vintage curtains and pillows or whatever, you know. I don't want to do that. Right. So love song. Okay. How do we do this love song? And so, and I want to do a whole episode on this coming up, but so bite size portion, we came upon, okay, let's, you know, love story. First person is the most impactful. So it'd be great. It'd be, I love you, right. Versus he loves her because mm-hmm. I love you is a lot more impactful to the listener. Cause the yep. singer saying, I love you, right. Versus he loves her. But how do we make the song vintage? You know, the first thing you think about is our love is vintage, right? Our love is like old. <laughs> well, that's not working. R- Ruthie is young. You know, she can't sing as an older singer because she's not. Right. And we're writing this for her right. as an artist, right? Well, and we also didn't want to do, you know, their love is vintage. You know, singing about an older couple. It, I mean, it could work. It could make sense. But it's not as impactful. Yeah. You know, there's layers. There's a, a distance there between the listener and the singer and the people they're telling you about. So it's like, no, let's, if, if we make it first person, it'd be so much better. So how do we get around it? What we did, so instead of making like they've been together all these years, we twist it into, you know, our love is brand new, but I want to love you till our love is vintage. Ooh. You know, so we set up all this old stuff, you know, like, you know, grandma's chair you know whatever and the uh, answering and just different stuff like these timeless things they're vintage and timeless and priceless and it's like you know your kiss is brand new but i want to love you till our love is vintage i want to i look forward to looking back on you know these memories that we're making now when they're vintage and so we found a way to make it relevant for a young singer and a young audience but still get something that still be able to use that title in a way that made sense that's awesome. Less tempo. So, yeah. So, you know, just don't quit at the first because the first thing you think of is like, it's an old love. No, let's let's keep on grinding. Let's find the best thing. And apparently it worked well enough because it's on our EP on Curb Records. You can get it on iTunes. <laughs> there you go. Go and get that, man. That's worth it. <laughs> yeah. So, See, I love want, that because because uh, think about Here's another twist. Like, like, like when you talk about a perspective of I want to love you till our love is vintage and it talks mm-hmm. about the future that is selling hope to mm-hmm. certainly every female mm-hmm. right almost like like an astoundingly huge 
percentage of the females and astoundingly small percentage of the males will get that too because the males are still <laughs> wild catting around at that at yeah. that age you Can't know think what I mean? enough, but right. but that is like i mean they, they that's what you're like they get that they get that picture and, and and then you can paint all those so for the older songwriters brent right who have mm-hmm. all that wisdom that they want to impart in their songs they by just a couple twists in the lyric they can speak from the heart they mm-hmm. can be relevant, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But but by making it future tense, mm-hmm. the vintage, the old, watch the kids grow up, all stuff, future tense. But but just twisting it to sell to somebody who can sing it as a as a younger artist, man. I mean that that I yeah. think is is what great advice is that for for the older you know people who are just you know what. I, I, I work my 40 hours a week forever. I'm retired now. I'm going to write songs because that's what I always wanted to do. And I want to mm-hmm. write from the heart. And I want right. to be, I want to be uh, genuine. I, I, you know, mm-hmm. I really want to touch people. Well, you can still do that and make it young with just, just be aware of those little It's pets. how you serve it up. So much is how you frame it, how you serve it up. That's so Which good. Which we do. Dude. That's so good. You think about this stuff. Okay. You think about it for a minute. All right. And it, you know, and in that case, it it worked. We we were um, there's a lot. I mean, m- probably at least half the writing time was just talking about it and trying to wrap our heads around it, how to serve it up. Yeah. And then it was just a matter of writing it, which you know it's not easy, but it's like oh, we know how to write it. But the important thing is, what do we want to write? Yeah. What do we not want to write? It's those discussions. That's so much when when the money's made, you know, and then. Then the rest of us nuts and bolts. Yeah, I mean, one more quick story. We're running a little long, but the the uh, that third person thing was exactly what got the cut with with my artist Tandy Marie Harris that you wrote with Hillary Scott from uh, Lady Antebellum, and and who was the third writer? I keep asking because uh, I never met him. Well, yeah, it's four four writers on there. It was uh, me and Casey Kessel okay. and Hillary Scott and John Armstrong. That's right. And so they had a song that was that was third part. So we have an artist that is from Canada, brand new mom. And of course, she's responding to and wanting to emulate all everything that was on the radio at the time, which was by that time, this the Carrie Underwood sort of angry ex-girlfriend thing had been played out even a little bit for Carrie. Like she was already changing and moving mm-hmm. forward. And uh, so she was but th- this was happening up in Canada. And she was talking about that. And we just asked her, like, is this, you know, are you the drinking ex angry ex girlfriend? You're like, you just had a baby and you're happily married. And she's like, oh, God, <laughs> no, you're right. I'm not that person. So right. I'm like, okay, so we, you can't sell that from the first person. That was the conversation that we had. But then you sent us something that satisfied that itch that she wanted to scratch. Mm-hmm. But she could sell it and not be that person because it was third person, right? So that right. third person thing, which was... Um, which is woman's a woman's born, born. Yeah, which yeah. was the song, and it was like she's telling the story of this couple and what happened. So that all of a sudden comes from a more. It could come from a guide, right? Like you could be a mm-hmm. wise guide in the in, right. in that thing. You could be. It could be uh, anecdotal. It could be mm-hmm. judgmental you're, in the sense that you're laughing at it, or you're looking right. down on, or looking up to it, or or you're the one describing, you know, the scene to the reporter who shows up. Yeah, <laughs> you're like. <laughs> And then, then she came flying off that front porch. And I said, oh, Lord Jesus, there's a fire. Somebody's right. barbecuing or something. 
yeah, the artist gets to be that person just telling the story. And, and that one, yeah, it was a story about, you know, Candy came Bo, uh, Candy came home uh, and caught Bo in bed with a redhead, basically. Yeah. You know, she came home and her guy was was with somebody else, ended up being a Waffle House waitress. And, you know, and hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. It was on. Yeah. And, it, you know, it was aggressive and it was hopefully funny and just entertainment right we wrote it for entertainment value and something to crank up loud but yeah the singer's not the the girl that goes a little bit nuts that's right and that that it's was a, and that worked and that worked well for her she got spins she got spins there we go. like you gotta pay for that up in canada hey, thank, you. thank you very much you're welcome <laughs> but hey guys uh man so that's good so recap real quick one through five all right again this is not telling you never to do it you just i want you to be aware of it so you make an informed decision. So, okay, things that make your lyrics maybe too old. One is shacking up. Two is getting a job and working. Three is drinking. Four is having kids and watching them grow up. And five is talking about old love. There you go. So be aware of them. Possible landmines. You just make your own decisions. Awesome information, buddy. What else you got for us? That's the, you didn't stop at five. You got something else. Well, I got, yeah, there's five of those, but then I got something else. Um, I... Put together an hour uh, of video teaching on finding great song ideas. Hold on, stop right there. If you haven't figured it out and you're a regular listener of this podcast, this is brand new. Pay attention. And brand new, just now available. It's an hour, uh, part of a a web shop that I did with some other songwriters. But the whole hour talking about techniques that I use to repeatedly find strong ideas. Uh, strong song ideas so this and you know i'm not waiting for the magic to come you know lightning bolt to hit me i'm going out and i'm standing in the rain holding up a lightning rod okay this is how i do that so i go through several techniques and processes that i use to come up with song ideas again and again and again so i'm sharing that with you it's free it's a free hour video coaching basically workshop oh my god are you kidding that is awesome and there is a lightning rod url yes it is FindingGreatSongIdeas.com. Repeat that there again. There we go. FindingGreatSongIdeas.com. Go there. You just give me your email address. Tell me where to send it. I'll send you a link for the video. And like I said, it's like an hour and eight minutes or something of me giving you techniques to find great song ideas. Man, FindingGreatSongIdeas.com, and you get one free hour of hang time. With hit mm-hmm. songwriter Brent Baxter talking about how to write songs and get good ideas for songs. Are you kidding me? Like, what? There we go. What? Christmas, what? Is this baby. Christmas? Christmas? Are you Christmas. Santa Claus? Are you going to well, put Monica. that beard white? Are you going to make that beard white? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to another, uh, the end of another episode of The Climb. Thanks for hanging out. Once again, if you love it, sharing is caring. Let your friends know. Let your brethren know what you think about it. Leave a uh, rating and a review on iTunes and uh, let you know let, let, hit us back man info at daredevilproduction.com let us know what you think if there's something you want us to cover that we haven't been covering let us know we want to know about you we're grateful and we're, we're in the spirit of giving as always it's Christmas time but we're grateful for for you guys listening and hanging out and we keep breaking records on the downloads for us anyway and, and 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 Brent and I just absolutely are appreciative so thank you very much We want you to win, guys. So with that, keep on climbing. We'll see you at the top.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 